With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. As we all diehard cricket fans face a slight withdrawal from the sudden lull following the Cricket World Cup, I guess we can eagerly look forward to the return of the longer format cricket, what with the just-concluded Women's Ashes Test, the upcoming England and Ireland Test, and the, of course, Ashes right later on this summer. So, at least for us diehard cricket fans, there's something to look forward to. I'm Ajit. I'll be your host today. Uh, my co-host Giri is still enjoying a well-earned vacation. So, let's first take a look at the Women's Ashes Test that just concluded. So, in this test, Australia was able to uh, take a dominant draw, as a result of which they are able to retain the women's ashes. So, we had already discussed about this in the previous episode. The English batters came up with a strong performance in their first innings, with uh, Amy Jones making 64 and uh, Natalie Siever making 88. And she was well supported by the tail, Shrubsole, Marsh, all of them making contributions, so that England awarded follow-on and declared it 275 for 9. But, uh, well, this is not going to be enough. The Australians were able to comfortably bat out the remainder of the last day, making 2.30-7. And again, with some useful contributions from uh, Perry, who made an unbeaten 76. And then Jonasson, who made 37. And Molino, who made 41. Molino had an excellent uh, test overall because she made valuable contributions with the bat in both innings. And also, uh, in her debut test, she took uh, 4 for 95 with the ball. So, this looks like a very promising uh, test cricketer for the future, as far as Australia is concerned. So, England would be a bit disappointed with their performance because they were the premier, let's say, 50-over side in the world and they surrendered the 50-over series uh, 3-0. And having also not been able to win this test, I think they have no chance now. Even though there are six points to be had from the T20s, I think it's not going to be possible that they'll even be able to draw the series, let's say. So, it's going to be a tough challenge for them. But uh, yeah, let's see how that unfolds in the upcoming uh, days and weeks. Further, let's have a quick preview of the England versus Ireland test. That's about to begin on 24th of July. So, if you were to take a quick look at the squads for this test, you could see that England have rested uh, Josh Butler and Ben Stokes, uh, two of the most important cogs in this England uh, wheel. While uh, the two fast bowlers, Mark Wood and uh, Jofra Archer, have been given a break to recuperate from uh, any minor niggles. So, this means, you know, there are some new names in this English squad. Louis Gregory, who's been a very faithful servant for Somerset over the years has been given a chance and so has been Warwickshire's Ollie Stone, who's a very fast bowler. Uh, we've just come to know that uh, Anderson has been ruled out of the test because of an injury, calf injury. Therefore, uh, it looks like more and more Ollie Stone may make a debut tomorrow. Uh, making a debut along with him most certainly will be Jason Roy, who's taken a very well-deserved place in the Test eleven following his exploits in the Cricket World Cup. He might open with Rory Burns from Surrey, but also it might be that... Uh, 
the other incumbent opener joe delhi might be given a chance to open and uh, jason broad might bat at three so all of these things will remain to be seen Stuart broad who is coming back into the squad will lead the attack along with uh, chris works and maybe jack leach who's uh, now in the squad ahead of uh, moeen ali might look to make a mark in this one off test against ireland when we look at the irish squad they have some uh, selection headaches of their own would they give a, a match to craig young ahead of somebody like boyd rankin who uh, appears to be a little bit on the way in these days who would open the batting would it be james mccollum with uh, william portfield or maybe with uh, paul sterling or would paul sterling bat in the middle order after maybe somebody like andy balbirni so there are some interesting uh, questions for ireland as well uh, with uh, respect to selection but one stalwart they have that they can fall back on is tim murter who's been playing uh, for middlesex for a lot of time and probably knows this lord's pitch as best as anyone else so it's going to be a stern examination for england whenever they uh, face up against new ball with tim murter bowling it so it's going to be a very interesting test i guess and as far as england are concerned this is going to be a real banana peel of a test because they are the let's say the form team and also the stronger team coming into this test ireland have absolutely nothing to lose they are playing their first test against england at the home of cricket so they'll be looking to enjoy this occasion above all but england will want to at all costs not lose this test because one it will dent their confidence going into ashes but also you know throw them up a little against a, a newcomers to test cricket like ireland so all in all i think we can look forward to a fantastic contest now if you were to look at some of the other news from outside the cricket field so the indian squad for the west indian tour has been picked and there have been some interesting choices uh, let's say made by the indian selectors so dhawan and uh, saha make a comeback and deepak chahar the leg break bowler gets a made in t20 call up also we know that uh, hardik pandey has been rested for the tour and uh, into the odi squad come uh, shreyas ayer and manish pandey so probably the last two named will uh, look to you know fill the number 4 spot that was a bit of a contention for india in the cricket world cup also vridhiman saha uh, has made a comeback he spent a lot of time out of cricket because of a shoulder injury he sustained in the ipl in 2018 but now he's fit and he will be let's say the second choice uh, keeper in the test squad also missing out will be dinesh karthik i would say he's been rested rather than dropped but uh, it remains to be seen whether he'll be taken into consideration going further Indian limited squads. Yes, Bharat, a very promising keeper, was also I think spoken about in detail. But they probably, they being the selectors, probably chose to give uh, Saha another chance because uh, he was after all out of the game. So it'll be a very interesting makeup for India because they they have some exciting talent. Uh, at least in T20s, they have Navdeep Saini and Washington Sundar also will be back in the squad. With um, you know the regulars Shami and uh, Bumrah out, somebody like Khalil Ahmed will look to make uh, an impact. he finds space in the limited over squad also i think the spinners will be very keen to make sure uh, they prove the point because they weren't effective as they would have wanted at the end of the world cup they'll be very keen to prove a point again so all in all it's going to be a very interesting tour india will want to put behind them the bitterness they had at the cricket world cup uh, with the semi final exit they'll want to have a dominating performance in all three formats i guess but we know that west indies is a very tough team at home so we can expect a tough contest as well now going forward Pakistan have invited Sri Lanka to come play in Pakistan in October as a part of the ongoing World Test Championships. They were uh, supposed to play two tests against Sri Lanka in UAE, but this time they have made a request that Sri Lanka come to our Pakistan. So a uh, executive delegation from Sri Lanka will probably take the final call on whether Sri Lanka will tour Pakistan or not. But it would be poetic justice if Sri Lanka were to be the team that were to return back and play international cricket again, especially tests in 
Pakistan, given what happened uh, a decade and more ago. So it will be a very good thing if Sri Lanka can go back to Pakistan and resume international cricket there. Also, uh, speaking of Sri Lanka, a couple of other uh, interesting news. Akhila Dhananjaya, uh, Niroshan Dikwala and Lakshan Sanatan have made a comeback into the Sri Lanka squad for the ODS against Bangladesh. These were some of the notable absentees one could uh, remember from their World Cup squad. But it looks like they have, uh, again, deserved, deservedly been included back in the squad. And, uh, well, some of the people who are already there, Milinda Srivardhana and Jeevan Mendes miss out, and Suranga Lakmal, who was not looking really impressive, also has been left out. And uh, Lexpin Arjifri Wanderseh, who was blowing hot and cold, has also been left out. So, it looks like another news is that uh, Malinga, who's been a successful bowler for Sri Lanka Limited for more than a decade, will be retiring from ODI cricket after the first game, first ODI versus Bangladesh. This means, you know, there are, there are more spots up for grabs. Uh, Kasun Rajita, Nuan Pradeep, Lairud Kumara, and maybe even Lairud Madhushankar. These people can probably take these spots. And given that Isuru Udana and Tisara Parera really did not have a great, uh, great World Cup, uh, somebody like, uh, you know, Lahiru Madhushanka can probably push for a spot there. Also, Shanaka, who's returning to the squad, could probably make a push for that all-rounder slot in the ODI team. So, again, uh, some interesting developments around that squad. Another news, Pollard and Narain, Sunil Narain, have been recalled into the West Indies T20 squad to face India. So, it remains to be seen uh, that, you know, if they will also shortly be reintegrated into the ODI squad, at least when it comes to Pollard. So, at least they are uh, going to play the T20s that uh, they're going to, West Indies are going to play against India. So, let's see if uh, how it goes, if they can also be, you know, chosen for the other formats. Uh, in a slightly bitter news, Solomon Mire, the Zimbabwean all-rounder, has chosen to retire from international cricket from Zimbabwe, following uh, Zimbabwe cricket being uh, taken out of condition by ICC. We also heard uh, Sikandar uh, Raza questioning uh, what are they supposed to do now that, that they are contracted players and uh, earn to expect a living through cricket, what are they expected to do. So, we really hope this crisis blows over sooner rather than later and uh, more of the international cricketers who played for Zimbabwe are able to play again. All right. Now, the trivia question from the previous week was, which women's international cricket team is nicknamed Lady Chevrons? So, the answer to this question is Zimbabwe. Surprisingly, there were no right answers. But as always, we encourage our listeners to maybe write in with an answer. The trivia question from this episode is, how many Ashes series have been drawn in the history of Ashes? So, we know there have been 70 Ashes series so far contested between England and Australia. A surprisingly small amount of those series have actually been drawn. So, this shows how competitive the series always has been. Can you guess how many Ashes series have actually been drawn? Uh, you could get in touch with us to give us answers to this question or maybe share your thoughts and comments you know, via the social media platforms like uh, Twitter at AmchairCrickPod or the Facebook page or you could write into us at armchair.cricket at gmail.com. Also, you could leave a comment on YouTube or any of the podcasting apps you might choose to listen to us. For example, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Acast, any of these, right? So I hope, you know, with so much of uh, long format cricket coming uh, up, uh, we will go back to our uh, favorite format. And uh, I hope uh, you guys are tuned in and are able to listen to our upcoming episodes as well. Having said all that, it's a goodbye from me and take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast.
Social Podcast Network.